back, my fellow travelers. Here we are. Adventurers. We are Never Ending Adventure Podcast. My name is Ned Pruitt. I'm Russell Tindall. Are you putting on a voice right now? I don't know. I just, I wanted to mix things up. Yeah, I feel like the more of these intros and outros and advertisements that we do, the more I'm going, maybe I'm not meant for voice acting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either of us are, but I know that from anybody who knows me as a friend, I'll toss out just stupid voices all the time. No, I love that. I I wonder if we're going to have that kind of like problem that a lot of people have when they're doing Let's Plays and stuff. Are our listeners going to be able to tell the difference between me and you? I think so. I think it's pretty... I think it's pretty definitive. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I have no issue with it, but I am me, and I do hear myself talk or think all the time. Yeah, as long as we just don't bounce too much off each other with similarities. So, man. Yeah. You uh, want to try that? I think right. that we are we're, we're you don't literally <laughs> diverting from the topic of today's conversation because we don't want to talk about Ricardo. No, we don't. I don't want to talk about him. I just wanted to have a, a buddy buddy episode. We'll just me and you just go off on our own buddy buddy uh, yeah. cop adventure. I know. Well, we'll we might have to write a good like vocal adventure time episode where we're That'd adventuring. Be It'd be super fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ricardo's gross. Uh, he's not a lovely by any means. If he is your lovely, that's that's fine. If that if that floats your boat, but. Does not float my boat. I know. Oh, gosh, it's just, it's maybe it's just because he's so aggressively drawn anti Adventure Time universe. Cause you see, like, kind of Jake and Finn have like you small, not normal eyes. All the other characters kind of have like beady eyes or they don't accentuate, you know, like the whites of your eyes too much. They don't accentuate teeth too much. And Ricardo's just got gross big old white eyes. It's a stark difference. And then this really nasty, is. it's the teeth, man. It's a smile. It's like, is it the teeth for you? It's it's the part of the eye where your your eye boogies sit, you know, like that oh, are drawn yeah. on Ricardio. There's a name for it. I looked it up and it's it's a weird name. I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I didn't write it down. But it is um man, those that is what got me out of it. Yeah, I just don't know who thought it was a good idea, or they because part of the episode is Finn and Jake are deciding that he is sinister looking and that's why he's evil. So maybe they really did it intentionally to make him look like bad. Ben definitely takes that. He's judging Ricardio from the gun. Well, he's jealous, but he's also judging him at the same time. It's We'll get into that a little bit later. I would just say, like, Ricardio looks to me kind of like a messed up version of Squidward when he gets the door slammed into his face and he becomes beautiful. Yeah. You know how he has that really defined chin and everything? Yeah. Ricardio is like that, but like done too much, too like hyper-realistic or whatever on a 2D character, and it's really gross. And then when he turns around, he's got like the smallest, grossest butt cheeks. Why does he have butt? Why does he have a butt? I mean, we already have seen that the Adventure Time guys love butts because Jake Jake's butt's awesome, so maybe they're, they're throwing appropriate... Such a kid show. Yeah, kid show, but, but again, like I, I don't know if I want my kids seeing like little cartoon butt cheeks all the time. No, and Jake's butt, we talked about it a lot last episode. It was my lovely. Uh, that character comes up again this this episode. He does. Pretty much right away, right? Yeah, right away. Jake uses his butt to save PB from Mice King. Yeah, he's got, he puts two little rocks, little pebbles in his butt, and <laughs> they trick Ice King and they kiss in Jake's butt. They do the old switcheroo with PB and Jake's butt and and prank Ice King big time, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, it was good. That was probably my favorite part of the episode. Uh, well, 
Yeah, that was probably my favorite part of the episode just because it didn't involve Ricardio. Yeah, it's it's once he starts getting there, I mean, it's I'm just kind of feeling creepy and, and unnerved the whole time. But I wanted to point out when you had brought up Squidward that um, we have totally missed a, a SpongeBob big reference across all of our episodes that Tom that? Kenny is the one who voices the Ice King. Oh, is that SpongeBob? That's SpongeBob's voice, man. Oh man! So, so That's SpongeBob cool. is voiced by the same guy that does that does uh, Ice King, which is incredible. And he actually uh, did a little bit of research, and he had some things to say about this episode, saying that like Ricardio is supposed to be the Valentine from Hell, and he is, and he is. The, the only thing that would have made him any worse is if instead of drawing kind of a cartoon-shaped heart, they just went full realism yeah. and drew like what actually our hearts look like, which is just like a fist of organs. Yeah, and and well, spoiler drop, if you haven't watched the episode, go watch it right now. I mean, obviously, that is the Ice King's heart. So it it's that's why they make him like strenuous and actually have kind of like like look like an anatomically correct heart. Yeah, no 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 need for a spoiler drop, man. If if you're listening to this episode and you haven't seen this episode of the show, like you're doing it in reverse order. <laughs> yeah. In my mind at least. Yeah, you got to watch the episodes first or we're just going to sound like a bunch of loonies over here. Yeah. Well, I probably do sound like a loony half of the time. So how do we go from when he kisses the butt into the Oh, duh, I remember. She PB invites them to a party. Right. Another another dance. Another dance party and like literally seven episodes in and we've danced at least six out of those seven episodes. Yeah. It's funny. I was really looking for the uh, I've got a pee excuse to keep popping up. I don't know if that's going to keep popping up. I wish it would because nah. I really thought I was on to something there. But they go to this party and I think J- Jake uh, helps console Finn a little bit for his little nervous uh, to see Princess B- B- Bubblegum. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. I was going to say Buttercup. That'd be, that'd be cool. Princess Buttercup. She's uh, made of all things sweet, right? All things sweet. But yeah, no, I, you bring up a good point that Jake constantly is kind of consoling Finn and also kind of egging him on. He's he's kind of poking him in the side going like, dude, you're like super jealous. You're super jealous, man. As all friends do in high school and middle school. Yeah, but know. it goes to show, I mean, we, we don't know quite yet and I won't spoil or drop it kind of the essence and the epitome of like how Finn and Jake are best friends. Um, but we do know that Jake is obviously way more on the mature scale than Finn. So Jake through the whole episode really went like when we go to the party, he's consoling him. He's saying like, these are normal feelings you're having and Finn's just not having any of it. What if, what if Finn was just kind of projecting these thoughts? I know this isn't it, but if like Jake is really a dog and then his mind is, I mean, that's not it, but that'd be interesting. If, we, if Jake we can was bring like that up later. the other side of his mind. You yeah, know? we can bring that up later. There's there's a lot of theories out there cool. and maybe we take a break from an episode one week and talk about Adventure Time conspiracy theories. It's a, it's a good topic to is, go on. Is my theoretically speaking, theoretically speaking, not enough of a conspiracy realm for you? We can get all uh, all conspiracy theories kind of jumbled up, and we can debate, legit debate on them. We can like list them on the wall, and we'll just go. Let's debate on each one of these. Yeah, ones that are baked into people like people who actually have seen these episodes and know what they're talking about, versus someone who's just observing and and ranting. Yeah, um, they go in, and we are introduced to my lovely of this episode almost right away. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. The lovely is the peppermint candy. 
Ah, Peppermint Butler. Is that his name? Yeah. I don't think he's given a name I, from this episode. So Peppermint Butler. He is drawn so much better than like half the characters at this party. You know how you can tell in, in movies and, and cartoons especially and also in, in real like life movies. The actors that are the background characters, the actors that are uh, or the figures that are just kind of there to fill in space like have very generic looks. They don't spend a lot of time making them look stark. There's something about this peppermint butler and he just looks so adorable. And I just want to, I want to eat him. He's almost, I, at the beginning of doing this podcast, I almost had an most edible segment, which I just haven't brought up. Probably would be every episode, just a candy person. So I figured there wasn't enough content there, but I, I just want to eat him. Yeah. He's, he's incredible, man. we, he, this is not the last appearance of Peppermint Butler at all. I've, I've seen people that think Peppermint Butler's maybe one of their favorite characters on the show. Uh, it's repeating. He's basically, you know, um, to keep it high level, he is Princess Bubblegum's like right hand man. He is like the go to, um, closest to the princess. Lives in the castle with her, and the I don't Alfred. know how long it's going to take to get there. But I'm so excited to like just get into like how bananas that peppermint butler is he is just a freaking wild card is he that's great that's good to hear so he's he's not like an alfred character no he's he's an alfred type character with some just like wacky wacky characteristic traits will not spoiler drop for you because that's going to be you're going to freaking love that development yeah nothing that's too giveaway of the future for me i mean part of what's cool about this is that i just haven't seen it and if everything's it's man again. It's been so hard. I have not done any research and like looking up some songs and that sort of a thing for Adventure Time. Like, I've I'm afraid that YouTube's going to pick up on what I'm searching if I type in anything like Adventure Time and it's just going to randomly pop up like little spoilers and stuff. But fortunately, a lot of what I've seen on the internet is stuff that I know. I know we're gonna we're gonna meet Marceline. I know about Finn's hair. I know about you know just. Little random things like that, yeah. but things, I don't things that a show that's been around this long you, you can't avoid those spoilers. Yeah. Did you notice when they walk into the the party, there are these like gorgeous statues of Finn and Jake, especially Finn. Finn is ripped out of his mind in this stone statue that someone sculpted for this party. I guess. Yeah. Were they were they stone or were they ice? They might have been ice, but I. <sighs> Yeah, I guess that would probably make more sense. It's so funny because it would have been, you know, kind of having Ice King in the episode. Like, did Ice King make these, like, jacked statues of Finn and Jake? Or they just have, uh, Princess Bubblegum just has a bunch of, like, artist-type candies. Candy that are slaves. Capable of just chipping away and, and making an ice statue at, at moment's notice for this party. I wonder if she grew more candy just for, I don't know if she grows. I, she's a scientist, so... I wonder if she grew more candy just for the party, just to do that. Maybe she goes, oh, I have a need. Here we go. Here's another creature. Yeah, the Candy Kingdom, when we start, I mean, we see all different angles, all different aspects of the Candy Kingdom. It does seem so inconsistent sometimes of like, are there 30 candy people or are there like 200,000 candy people? We don't really know. It is inconsistent. Yeah, maybe this was like a... uh, pristine party like only only the candiest of the candy people or yeah the, the oldest wealthy. of the candy people or something like yeah. that but we we noticed the ice statues and then the first thing 
we've noticed as at least the watcher is that Ricardo has got just this unbelievable voice when he's given LSP this massage. Very manly. And it's actually, if if you didn't pick up on it, it is a pretty recognizable voice, but it's George Takei who plays uh, Hikaru Salu in the old Star Trek movies. I'm uncultured. It's I, I wasn't cultured on that enough, but like when you hear the voice, when you go watch an old Star Trek clip, you're like, oh, it's that guy. Like, it's oh. in, you're like, how did I miss that? Um, but I just thought it was really funny, and they actually kind of allude to some Star Trekiness because I've got the quote here, and I might might botch it, but he says, "Have you ever used the balbophonic laser to align the hypernautilus rift in the?" Bubaflon plasmodial formation. And that's apparently a nod to George Takei's character in Star Trek that he would be, he would just go off on like techie rants and talk about the lasers and all the, the phasers of, of the USS Enterprise. So they, they kind of gave him a good Star Trek nod there. That's good. Yeah. I mean, Ricardio is a scientist himself, I guess, in some sort of way, or at least he's relatively smart, but Princess Bubblegum says at the end, like, Oh, he's way off on whatever big kind of made up science thing that they're talking about. But Ricardio's given uh, LSP a massage, best friends massage. A best friends massage. It's totally consensual. Yeah, it sounds. I think the fact that he had disclaimer that it was consensual means that it was kind of creepy. It's just creepy that it's on a table in the middle of the party and everybody is watching him as he does this. And and is it LSP? Someone pulls Princess Bubblegum when she's like saying, hey, the Finn and Jake into, oh, you got to see this. This is happening. I can't remember who that was. I can't remember who it was. But yeah, it's it's immediately the center of attention at this party. So what's He's your, giving a massage and it's just immediately just uncomfortable off the bat. What's your what's your favorite massage? I, I, I posed this question to you a little earlier in the week. His is best friend massage. Gosh, my favorite kind of massage would have to be a total stranger de uh, what a detox massage. What does that mean? I I don't want. Did you describe that? I don't want my best friends touching up on me, giving me massages. I think that's a little creepy. Oh, you're I, talking about just like a normal massage. I want to distance myself. I want to have, uh, but but not just any stranger. Like a stranger that is trying to make me. Feel pain. Feel good. Oh, pain. Yeah, I want to just get those naughty knots out of my back and feel detox afterwards. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be touched sensually, consensually, sensually. In any way. But, and especially not by best friends. I think mine's the opposite of Ricardio. I like the mortal enemies massage. And it's, uh, how I would describe it is it's consensual, but no one's happy about it. Like it's like two people that absolutely hate each other. They're like out for each other's throats their entire lives. And they're just... It's like, oh, I hate that you're rubbing my shoulders. I oh, I love that. It, that that's going to allude. I'm going to do a, a quick shout out to all of my Adventure Time fans out there to the episode with the Hug Wolves where they hug each other so aggressively that they're fighting, but they're hugging each other. And that, that's what that reminded me of, a like mortal enemy hug, mortal enemy massage. So there's a character that just, that's how they... Fight? What is it? Yeah, we'll 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 get there, but it's okay. it's a hug wolf. Just think werewolf, but with hugs. Well, Ricardio really impresses Princess Bubblegum and and asks her to dance, and they get out there, and we're back we're back into the dancing mood. We're back into dancing. It's no surprise 
but immediately Finn has a new emotion, has an emotion that he's never experienced, and that's jealousy. Yeah. And he has to talk to Jake about it and kind of consoles him. And and I don't think he knows what it is at first, right? No. And and I love that this is part of his 12-year-old growth. It's because I I remember back in sixth grade when transferring from probably 12 to 13 years old that when you start having your first crush and then she starts paying another guy to too much attention, sitting with another guy on the bus, you get this weird guttural feeling and it and it feels like you're going to puke and it feels like you're going to be mad. And, and man, I can relate. I can relate to that. I can totally relate to that. I think I want to get more into this, but I think we need to give our sponsors a little bit of a, a moment. Yeah, we, we they paid for a lot of expensive ad time on our podcast, so we got to give them the moment. It's true. All right, we'll see you on a second. Have you ever been a victim of extreme heartbreak, jealous rages, or misspoken spells causing your organs to leave your body? Then call the law offices of Horatio the Heartbreak Healer. As part of our class action candy lawsuit, you may be entitled to compensation. Don't let your heartbreaker, that means you, Ricardio, go unpunished. Call us today at 1-800-GOT-HURT. That's 1-800-468-4878. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, we're here. Uh, I'm yeah. back. I, I wasn't think, ready. I think I'm about to call that phone number myself because I feel heartbroken just from watching Ricardio in this episode. He is my most punchable character this episode, without a doubt. I mean, he's got to be one of the most punchable characters of the series. I'm jealous of Finn. Finn. Finn got the lay one on him. Yeah, dude. It's it's Ricardio and Magic Man for me. Most punchable. Magic Man? Magic Man. And you will 100% agree with me. Genius character. Super funny. Super punchable. Is that a, like a Magic Johnson reference? Um, not really. That'd be funny if he voiced Magic Man, someone that you don't like. I know. Uh, um, no, I just don't. I don't like Ricardio. He just, he's got that punchable face, and I'm not a violent guy. Fact, I don't know if I've ever punched someone in my entire life, uh, seriously, but he's one of them that I I would, man, if he walked in this room right now, especially if I knew he was the heart of my personal mortal enemy, um, Ice King. Yeah, so, I mean, Finn's given all the reasons to punch him. The first reason was just because he looked sinister. That's why he wanted to punch him. Second reason is when he takes the princess, and third reason is just because he's the Ice King's heart and Ice King's a creeper. And we start to see the the relationship between Ricardio and the Ice King himself. But we don't we don't start off with him besides Finn just being jealous and wanting to hit him because he's macking on PB. He starts getting stalkery, man. And that's what kind stalkery of stalkery or like a ninja. It's stalkery, dude. Yeah, it's it is. he's stalking the guy that is into Princess Bubblegum. And one, I, I also hate how Princess Bubblegum's just like, Finn, you're jealous, man. Oh, just totally like holds it over his head. like And totally narcissistic about it. Yeah, she, it she knows Finn has a crush on her and she abuses that power. She does. There's some funny stuff with her though. Like when Ricardio dipped her to the floor. And, and he's already like, Two inches off the she floor. She was just laying. He walks away and she doesn't move at all. She's just laying on the floor. That was, I think, other than uh, the little peppermint candy. Peppermint butler. But butler and then Jake's butt being kissed by Ice King. That was like my other moment of the show that I was just like, 
Oh, that was clever. That was mm. good. I like that. Well, we we see him stalking Ricardio. Uh, he goes and gets some rope and a busted wine glass out of a dumpster. Busts him. PB defends Ricardio because he had some sort of fake excuse. Plays innocent. Plays innocent. And it just makes you hate him worse because you know he's a bad guy. Yeah, there's a weird relationship. The Heart and Ice King. There's a weird little thing going on there where the Ricardio was basically bullying Ice King and, and he was obviously ill and hurt already. So I guess it's not like Ricardio is stronger or more powerful than the Ice King. It's simply you take the heart out of the, the guy. He's just on the edge of his life. Yeah, well, and, and it's not only that too. You really, a, a strong point you see here and you pointed it out in our second episode when we were going through Lumpy Space that when LSP turned off her powers. Her gym like went dim in her in her head. Her little star. Oh, where are you going? And when Ice King starts losing his power, his crown and his gym start to dim as I well. Didn't notice that. I yeah. noticed his whole body gets kind of damp or not damp, but the coloration of it kind of uh, whitens or whatever. Same thing happened with last episode with the Jiggler when he was homesick or when he had the suds he starts kind of getting like a little less pronounced in his colors as well. Yeah, and, and so they do do it with Ice King's body, but I wanted to point it out to you as, as you you know have all your theoretically speaking uh, gears turning in your head, make note that the crown actually loses its color too. Might have is, to go back and watch that. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And for all you watchers out there as well, like I hope you notice that because that's, that's an important part when you start to see kind of the existing life force between the Ice King and his crown. Cool. That's something I'll definitely keep in mind in the future. I, I didn't think anything of it. For some reason, I noticed it on PB in that episode, but it was so in your face. I don't think it was quite as in your face with the Ice King. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely see a new emotion from Finn in this episode and the jealousy just comes out so strong. It doesn't, it's not flattering on him. I don't think it's flattering on anybody necessarily, but you can't help it sometimes. No, you can't help it. I I retrospectively look back to my middle school self and how many times I had. I want a story. I want what is your like most jealous, like embarrassing. Oh man, moment? sixth grade. I had a crush on on a girl we will not name on the podcast as no. I don't want to be rude. But um, basically in sixth grade, I had a, a mega crush on her. Had you know dropped the ball, told her I liked her. And for probably that entire year, she continually said, I like you, number one, this guy, number two, and this guy, number three. Whoa. And so there was basically my jealous. Days? My or actually, no, AIM days. Oh, that's right. It was. Okay. I was thinking like maybe on her MySpace page, she had like ranked like you. <laughs> it was like a, a weekly thing I had to check in on. So, so even from sixth grade on, oh. I had weekly jealous rages against these guys that were on her list. And so that's why I relate so closely with Finn's, wow. uh, you know, rage actions, hating this guy for no reason. I had one of those guys, he was like, I, he always looked sinister to me. And I was like, I don't like the way you look, but it's just because that I have a crush on the same girl you do. Hopefully you weren't stalking her and him and their relationship in any way that was unhealthy. It was an unhealthy amount of trying to email and aim each other and pass notes in class and whatever else you did back in sixth grade. I wonder if it's a really subtle, I guess, it, when did this episode come off or come out? Probably way before like really like Facebook and, and Instagram was like very much in our uh, social zeitgeist. 
it wasn't like, I feel like nowadays it's one of those things where if you do like a girl or a guy or, or whatever, like, especially, I don't know, I guess the jealousy probably stems its, itself in that you might like look up their last posts or, you know, most recent posts or whatever and be like, what are they doing? Are they dating someone? You know, like you do like a little bit of investigation work, which is borderline creepy it's and borderline. There's yeah. a reason why we say, I don't like it. I don't like any of that. There's a reason why we say Facebook stalking, Instagram stalking someone because it is. And this, and so Finn is doing the exact thing that we rip on people in the real world for Facebook stalking, except he's like Candy Kingdom stalking Ricardio. So the other theme though is trusting your gut. And I think we see, for me at least, I, I think we see these themes kind of um, colliding in a non-congruent way. Like they aren't parallel with each other. They kind of cross over. Sometimes they work together for the good. I think in our lives, like we find that there can be a little bit of a way where jealousy can work to motivate, can work to bring out the good in you, you know, and, and maybe trusting your gut in that sense is good. But talk about like your embarrassing story, like, in my experience, trusting your gut and jealousy don't go hand in hand in the best way. And they don't for Finn either. I was going to say one of my more embarrassing moments was, um, man, like, you know, I was in bands in middle school and high school and all that stuff. And, you know, we're both musically uh, talented to some degree, you know, like, yeah. Little bit. I, I, I played drums in college. It's cool. Uh, but no, we... I wrote a poem for a girl that I was really into in like early high school. And one of my close friends dated her or whatever. And eventually, you know, maybe a couple of years later, for some reason, my gut was like, oh, I got to show her this poem. Man, that is, don't do it. It doesn't go over well. It doesn't play well for anyone. It doesn't play well for yourself. Uh, I'm still very close friends with that girl because it was just like a childhood friend. Uh, that might be way too much detail, but uh, yeah, don't don't do it. Don't trust your gut if there's any amount of of jealousy or or whatever it is. I don't know if jealousy was the exact emotion I had when I did that, but sometimes trusting your gut just doesn't play out. Yeah, I, I would say for the most part it never does. But weirdly enough, thank goodness Finn lucked out that this worked out for him. He went with his gut, he went with Jake's butt, and he went with his heart. Yeah, he did, and and Finn and Jake had a nice little like. Little uh, belly bump. <laughs> little belly bump. And even before that, Jake had a, a nice uh, quote where he goes, you and me got together forever, solving crimes and making up rhymes. Solving crimes, making up rhymes. That one was so good. Even when they were stalking, Jake had, Jake has got to be one of my favorite characters. They were hanging out on the rooftop, which seems kind of Splinter Sally or, or kind of ninja easy, which is why I mentioned that earlier. And they were watching, you know, stalking and, he does some, one of my favorite things is like making up what's happening if you can't actually hear, you know, what's going on vocally with two people. And he's just like, hey, Shorty, you should pick your boogers and then fart. You kind of look like a pink baguette <laughs> <laughs> that, or a big pink baguette. And that is just like, oh man, Jake is just so good. He's such a good character. It's just, and it only gets better, man. I think I, I always rewatch these episodes and I'm looking for reasons why to pick out seriousness or life lessons or themes, but sometimes we just gotta take a, take a step back and be like, show's got freaking hilarious jokes. Just like picking bunkers and pink baguettes. Yeah, fart jokes can be good. They can be placed well. We, we kind of continue in the episode and, and when you see 
Princess Bubblegum wrapped up in ropes and he's holding the cut up, or Ricardo's holding this cardio. Ricardio is supposed to be Ricardo, which is Richard in Spanish, but cardio with the hearts, yeah. I keep getting that mixed up this whole week. He's got the like broken bottle and he's like, I'm going to cut her. I don't think that like wine bottle would actually be able to cut through those ropes and do any amount of real damage. And if it did, wouldn't it free Princess Bubblegum to some, I don't know, maybe not. He's holding it up to her. I think he's being threatening to her. To her face, maybe. To her face. He's not holding it up to the ropes like I'm going to let her yeah. go. But we still, I think you you brought this up a couple of episodes ago when she was falling out of her tower. Like, she's made of bubblegum, dude. Like, is she made of bubblegum? Yeah, yeah. We, we we talked about this a few. Like, she is Princess Bubblegum. So she is oh, duh. bubblegum, man. We did talk about that. I'm going to forget things sometimes. It's all good. It's all good. A, you're processing a lot of information and a lot of introduction to characters in, in the beginning of this show. Yeah. And it was good. It was a good ending. I mean, he basically, they go through and they, they save uh, Jake's mustache. Like, he punches with his stretchy mustache. With his, with his, they call him his jowls. His jowls. His, with his jowls that have come off his, his face. Yeah. I... I don't have too much more, man. I mean, I, I really felt like I got a little bit more out of this episode than I thought I would, but... Yeah, there was there was one thing left kind of uh, talking about the actual episode itself that when the Ice King just shoves him back into his chest, he has this ominous foreshadowing, I'll, I'll see you guys again. So I wanted to point that out, knowing that be back. this is not the last time we've seen Ricardio. Of course. I honestly think the next one's a little bit better than this one. It's a little bit more content. It's a little bit more creepy, honestly. They kind of lean into the creepiness. Um, Let's go a season or two without them, please. I, th- I think it it takes a minute for sure. Good. But I definitely wanted to point out that it's we we spend a lot of time on the Ice King episode talking about when he has the encounter with the cosmic owl, right? And he has this big like uh realization of there's something wrong with him and there's something that he's trying to uh, improve on, which is kind of being irrational, kidnapping princesses, being a sociopath. And as soon as he puts, or he, when he is without his heart, he is this little old man. He's trying to help Finn and Jake out to save the princess. He's being very like non-Ice Kingy. And the minute he puts the heart back in, he's back. He's back. And so it's a part of him personified as his literal heart exactly and that's why it's kind of almost like there's something wrong with the ice king where his heart is messed up and that's where we kind of see that whole like he doesn't relate with people he doesn't understand why princesses kidnapping is a bad thing and it's like the over uh like in family guy when like stewie tries to split his is his evil personality with his good personality and it just makes up of clone that's 100% evil. So like this heart's almost like the 100% mm. bad Ice King. His his need and his sociopathness to kidnap princesses is like embodied in Ricardia. Yeah, who did it first? Rick and Morty or family, probably family guy. But I don't know. Probably someone else. It was probably the Simpsons. Um, they, man, it's interesting. You mentioned that because it is his heart personified, but we're also seeing his heart is what he wants to be. His heart is suave. His heart does get the girls, you know, does to some degree get the girls, I guess. Yeah, it kind of is. It's the, yeah, the heart, the I want a princess, but stripping away all of the 
the like lame, lame, creepy. the nerd ice king. Cool. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that till this conversation. I love that. Yeah, so I, I, it was a good point to note that they did a really good job writing Ricardio, the heart guy is what they call him, um, and, and as a personified, uh, hyper-focused personality trait of the Ice King, and that together, they're a little less harmful than Ricardio being crazy, but equal amounts of crazy. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It really could have. I mean, Ricardio was pretty close to actually injuring. And if he had pulled out... So Princess Bubblegum is made out of candy, but if he had pulled out Princess Bubblegum's heart, does she have a candy heart? Would she still be alive? Is this a... I could assume that this was a real threat. Uh, He wanted to rip her heart out and make out with it, which just adds another layer of why this guy is so creepy. Yeah, very gross. Do you have anything else for this episode? Man, I think that I am just glad I don't have to talk about Ricardio for another couple weeks. Another so. couple of seasons, I'm pretty sure. But it's just, oh man, I'm I'm excited to just get into some better content from season one than uh than than Jiggler and Ricardio. And I'm just I'm just ready to see some more, you know, Treehouse Ragers to get introduced to Marceline and everything like that. So I know. Uh, I want some canon episodes, man. I mean, these are all canon, but I want some like fluid, like this episode leads into this. It takes some shows a really long time to do that. It took South Park 20 seasons to do an entire season that flowed together as a single story arc. I kind of want to see at least a little bit more, like maybe two episodes paired together of a single thing here and there. They're so short. They're 11, 12 minutes. Then we talk for 40 minutes about one of them, you know? But. Yeah, well, it's it's good. I mean, I I want to take this through with people who are probably watching it for the first time, like Russell out there, are probably like, why would I listen to 40 minutes about this 10-minute? Why wouldn't I just watch the next episode? But it helps you. A lot of people can never make it through the show because they just go, it's childish, it's cartoons, it's dumb. And after I've watched it through it's five, six times now, that there's always the stuff you can pick up. There's, you know, these characters were written to be us on adventures, us dealing with love life, us dealing with parents and, uh, you know, scars in our past or, um, you know, how our family supports it. I, you know, I'm, I'm throwing out it. all the we themes there. We, we got it here. So, Ned, Ned what's your beef? My you beef, beef this week? I mean, my beef is just like, Ricardio's just ugly Ricardio, face. man, just ugly face. I mean, I I love the voice acting, but the two combined makes it so creepy. So like, I'm just beefing with my them. This the Ricardio character, dude. It's just so creepy. I'm glad he doesn't recur more than one other time. Good, me too, man. Uh, my beef this week is with Starbucks. I'm not a frequent goer of Starbucks. My beef is simply like. I just don't understand. I like I will tip whenever I go to like a local coffee shop or if it's like a this is a family owned or this is like a one off, but a commercial chain like Starbucks. And I know I, I remember seeing like a, this is how much employees get paid. This might be controversial. And I'm sorry, but I just don't. Are you supposed to tip at Starbucks? That's my question. I've had multiple conversations with people and Seems I would say the majority of people agree with you. Say if a place has employees that make 
like over ten dollars an hour, over the amount of whatever minimum wage should be, there is no need to be tipping them. And you know, I'm gonna probably get a lot. We're all probably gonna get a lot of hate from some comments of people that beef with us. You know, in the comments, work at these places that you can tip, but they're still making a full wage. Then at the end of the day, they should be paying you more. They do this little sly thing, some places like this, where they add the like little tip option at the end of the receipt or like when they flip around now the, the little screen, it has like a, do you want to add a tip at all of these places just to see if you'll do it. And I'm just sometimes, oh man, it, it just morally makes me feel bad when I say no to places like Starbucks. But I also just don't feel like I should. My other beef is real quick. I can only imagine that this podcast is blown up and that we're huge right now. And and not only are we the number one Nashville-based podcast about Adventure Time with two male hosts, but we probably are also pretty high up on the charts by now. Yeah. And Impulsive is probably gunning for us. And so I just want to say to them, like, what's up? Come at us. Come be on the podcast. Or, or I don't know. Maybe don't. I don't know if I want either of the Paul brothers on this podcast. I don't think I want them. I mean, if if we were beefing with Paul brothers, I think in, what was that, week one, week two, that we were doing podcasts? I think it was like, from the get-go, I went... Yeah, but remember, I, uh, I, I beefed, called them the Logan brothers. I beefed with uh, Open Mike Eagle, and and that'll be the kind of person that, like, I might... We'll I, have I, him on. I don't have beef with you this week. I'm, there's no beef in my heart uh, towards anybody in particular this week. But Open Mike, come on, man. We, we, we need... Uh, your insight. We need your smooth talks and smooth voice to come and be on our show and and tell people why they ought to just get on the Adventure Time train. Get on it. Join us and, yeah, well, and come talk about this lovely show with us. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this adventure this week. Again, my name is DJ Nettie P. And I'm Russell Tindall or Russell J. Cools or whatever you want to call me. You know, drop the comments. I want to see what what you guys think we should call Russell. A better nickname, please. Yes, let's toss it out there. We'll put a poll out one week for Russell's better nickname. Sweet. All right. Thanks, you guys. Review us. Check it out. Check us. Follow us. Do all the things. We're Maybe we're posting on TikTok at this point. We'll see. We'll see. But thank we'll you, guys. we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Hey, this is Russell. Uh, I'm doing the outro for the first time. Kind of weird, right? Y'all haven't heard me do an outro before. Dang, I sounded so good on this episode. Ned, he he got coffee for us at the beginning of today. And you gotta love that. Um, all that being said, we love you guys. Wish you the greatest of adventures. Never Ending Adventure was hosted by Ned Pruitt and me, Russell Tyndall, and engineered by Michael Hitchcock. Until next time.